Twilit. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Twilit, a podcast where two girls in their 20s and 30s discuss a, uh, <laughs> a, a morbid fascination, and uh, I, I don't know, we don't have a tagline yet. No, Not we just really. uh, spitball. We just spitball. Um, welcome back. Uh, today on our podcast, uh, we actually have a, a special guest. Um, if you would like to introduce yourself, my good sir. Uh, my name's Dustin Sells. I'm one of the uh, maniacs over there at Good Trash Genrecast and uh, a couple other little shows that we do here and there. Some are in hiatus, but um, I know things about vampires, and that's why I'm here. Yeah, uh, you you do the the Borgo cast as well. Yes, that which is one I of the shows that's in hi- hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> well, that one's I mean that one's just you, right? right? This is so just a just me show. Yeah. Yeah, awesome, very cool. Uh, and to my left, ma'am, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Erin. I'm the co-host of Twilight, uh, and I also have a podcast called That Girls Die First, and we talk about horror movies. And my name is Kirsten Thurkelson, and I am uh, a longtime uh, uh, a, a guest of, of multiple podcasts and first-time co-creator of this one. <laughs> and welcome back. Uh, we're so glad you've joined us here today. Um, so today on the docket, we are going to be talking uh, vampire lore, specifically vampire lore within the Twilight universe and without the Twilight twilight universe those are the two options for vampire lore yes (laughs) indoor slash outdoor christmas lights (laughs) within and without of the twilight universe because they sparkle oh it is yes you got it um all right so i mean we did briefly uh touch on this uh last episode we talked a little bit about the you know the origins of vampire uh history and lore um but we didn't really delve into it just we yet, mostly, so I'm pretty excited about that. We mostly just talked about how it's bullshit for people to be pissed that the vampires sparkle. And are super hard to kill, and... Because it's all just made up. Anyway. Yeah, so yeah. Right. We're, we're, we're talking about <laughs> trolls and fairies. I mean, this is just a darker version of yeah. just fantasy lore, yeah. Absolutely. But how dare they take any liberties at all with a creature that, as far as we know, does not exist. Right. And forever and for always. Like, it's always taking liberties. It's always whatever your twist yeah. is on the thing. Even if it's Dracula himself, it's always a different kind of Dracula from Absolutely. movie to movie. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, Dustin, would mm-hmm. you care to enlighten us? Uh, where does the majority of what we know about vampires come from, sort of? I mean, obviously the crucial ur text is Bram Stoker's Dracula from sure. 1897, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the biggest, most popular version of it. Anne Radcliffe's got a, a vampire story. There's a vampire story that uh, Mary uh, Shelley, uh, or maybe Percy B. Shelley, uh, put together. And also the first, first uh, sort of identifiable vampire stories. John Polidori's The Vampire with a mm, Y. With a Y. Uh, little Italian short story <laughs> with a character called Ruthven. Um, I want him very desperately when I read the story to have um, six fingers on his left hand, but he does not. <laughs> and it makes me desperately sad. But, uh, it, you know, it, this sort of Lothario um, seductor um, characters uh, somewhere from either Southern or Eastern Europe. Sure. You know, at work at the world is, is, is the base, most basic thing. And sometimes they, they resurrect in the moonlight, which is a weird thing that is uh, that sort of dropped off because of uh, 
werewolf lore, and mm-hmm. so there's there there was a divergence there. But the original vampires, um, Ruthven being an example, uh, could be killed, sort of killed, but if you buried him in such a place, next time there'd be a full moon, and the full moon would shine on his body or on his grave, mm-hmm. then that's going to happen. Also, uh, there's this uh, extended sort of Penny Dreadful uh, serial novel that's like, in entirety, it's over a thousand pages long, called Varney the Vampire, and <laughs> in uh, Varney, which is yeah, really a cheeseball name, right? Okay. Or, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, but in and it is from Pal- um, was here Pe- Prescott Priest or Prest, depending on the spelling that you're looking on. But that also is a, a vampire that's raised from the dead every mm-hmm. time he sort of semi dies or gets wounded. Moonlight heals them. Uh, in there, which is kind of weird and different and sort of one of those lost original traits. Interesting. So, yeah. That's very cool. I was actually, um, so I recently forced my significant other to watch uh, Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula, <laughs> which is a film that I unapologetically love, even though I will admit that it is not without its blemishes. Aaron. came out today in 1992. Oh, really? happy anniversary. Well, it's an appropriate time to be doing this. Francis <laughs> Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> There's based multiple possessives in that sentence. <laughs> based on the novel Push by Sapphire. <laughs> Starring um, Sirius Black and John Wick. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Keanu Reeves is one of the... I'm sorry. Keanu Reeves is one of the many things that is wrong with that movie. But good with the world. But behold, yes. it's the man himself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, his delivery is my, awful. My migratory uh, British accent. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I, I was kind of having to, uh, walk my boyfriend through like, yes, I know that that looks like a werewolf in the graveyard, but you're just going to have to trust me that it is also Gary Oldman who can transform into a wolf man creature. Bats, rats. Person. Yes. Mist. Yes. Not just bats, all sorts of different, uh, creatures of the night. And so I guess that there's, you know, a few things that are overlapped with other, uh, other mythical creatures. Right, yeah. And I mean, the, the transformations, we've sort of gone through the list there. There's also something of a Sleepy Hollow head, headless horseman bit where maybe they cannot cross bodies of moving water mm-hmm. and they're bound in some stories. Oh. They find their way bound that way. And then there are uh, the really distinctly Christian uh, bits of iconography that are used. And some of this is picked up in the uh, Dracula 2000 movie uh, <laughs> uh-huh. where, um, where perhaps Dracula is actually Judas Iscariot but that's hence the fear of silver, of sunlight, of crosses, um, the sort of uh, compulsion to count seeds is uh, one of the, the things that you can actually throw <laughs> like poppy seeds or anything like that in front of your doorway. And then the vampire can't cross that threshold until they count every single one of the seeds, which is uh, handled very brilliantly because Gerard Butler um, can count them in air as they're being thrown at him and is not bothered by it at all. Is it Gerard Butler at that point? Is it a sequel where it's Rutger Hauer? I can't remember. Interesting. Now. I had never heard of that one before. And uh, Compulsion to Untie Knots because of hanging. Oh, okay. So um, some of that w- weird kind of... Uh, Christian iconography finds its way into the story as well. So, uh, with the the whole fear of crosses thing, mm-hmm. where where does that where is that sort of known to originate from? I mean, as far as like the very first instance of a fear of crosses, I can't think of something before Dracula. There probably is, and somebody will, on the internet will mm-hmm. you know will troll me right now. But I mean, that's where it really. I mean, you see it for the first time in in, in sort of mass 
popular consumption in Dracula, where it's clearly this is the devil. This okay. is a character who is evil, and of course the the symbolism of evil in a you know a Christendom type society is going sure. to be the, the most anti-Christian uh, version of that. And so, um, you know, the cross thing appears there, but uh, at times it's not dealt. It, it's sort of done away with. Interview of the Vampire is a good example. Anne Rice um, sure. has a uh, golly, what is his, what is um, Brad Pitt's character's name? Not Lestat, the, the other Louis. one, Louis. Louis. Yeah, Louis mm-hmm. is um, asked the question. You know, do you can you look at crosses? Well, I enjoy looking at crosses very much, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, weirdly enough, Louis is a pretty good Catholic even after his biting. Um, so it's kind of strange as well. Huh. I mean, Interview with the Vampire is full of Catholicism because Anne Rice is a uh, Catholic. Well, she's like Catholic curious at that moment, and okay. then she was Catholic, and now she's not again. I think she was raised Catholic, yeah. and then she was kind of like, F this. And Lapsed. then she was like, okay, maybe, though. <laughs> I don't know where she stands now. I think it's just kidding, maybe not, is where she stands now. <laughs> gotcha, I see. Um, so in Twilight, they sort of, they, they, okay, obviously Twilight is a, an invention of the 21st century sure. and thus they have to be, they have to sort of address things in light of, uh, things that people already know and understand about vampires. It's got none of the whole, like, there's like this rule in a lot of zombie movies of where no one ever says the word zombie, right? But Twilight very much breaks the not saying the word vampire don't, don't say rule. The Z word. Yeah, no, I mean it's <laughs> they're, they're all for it. Okay. <laughs> that she immediately calls him out on vampire. Say it. What it out like, loud. What if you What if he wasn't? And she's just like, You're a vampire, are you? And he's like, I'm not interested anymore. <laughs> this is a, a what? what? I think you need to seek serious <laughs> mental help. help. Um, is, that, is that the reading we're giving this that actually um, Bella is crazy and none of them are vampires? Oh. Uh, oh my God. Because I want that reading now. <gasps> oh my oh God. No. What if the entire family is just gaslighting her? Wouldn't that be horrible? Anyway, sorry. This is. <laughs> sorry. There's <laughs> a lot of explaining to do from Breaking Down Part 2. Well, that's true. <laughs> okay. That's okay. Well, true. I, need, I need you guys to explain to me, though, uh, something. Yes. Because I, I understand that they do. One of the things that are unique about the vampires of the Twilight universe is the sunlight sparkling thing, rather mm-hmm. than the sunlight death thing, which is not universal, the sunlight death for mm-hmm. vampires across the story. So that's, I'm fine with that. But why specifically is it ever explained why they sparkle? Yes, actually. So do uh, tell. I am weirdly a I, I am a Twilight lore defender. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think that a lot of the things. I mean, there's a lot of the there's a lot of the biology and everything that especially comes to play in Breaking Dawn that is just like mm, I don't know how all this. They talk about sense. biology in Anne Rice a lot too, and it's real weird. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this sort of marbleization of the body, and mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And again, we touched on this a little bit last episode, but I mean, if you <laughs> you are applying science to literal magic, and that way lies madness. Um, but so the sort of explanation that is given uh, in Twilight for the fact that the vampires are you know indestructible and also sparkle like diamonds in the sun, so that goes to <laughs> sort of explain two things. The first being that, you know, this is why we can't go out in the sunlight, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's not it's not that we're going to burst into flames or anything, but it's we're just We're going to attract some undue attention. Obviously, this is not, you know, human, humanly, biologically possible. Because I look like Liberace's closet. Yes. <laughs> okay, I got you. Exactly. Um, and then the second thing is that the way that they sort of, you know, explain it is that 
they are engineered like humans are their prey right and what do humans love shiny things shiny Shiny things so it's kind of like it's it's a little bit simplistic sort of like a moth to a flame kind Mm -hmm. of thing of where like they've developed this they've developed this sort of trait i guess over time because it draws their predator it draws their prey to them as predators Mm -hmm. and so it enables them to more easily feed which is i mean guess what why they're attractive in general sure sure definitely so i mean that's you know because there's a seductive aspect to it as well so that makes sense absolutely except jasper what i'm sorry (laughs) what you got against jasper his hair oh anime girls love that come on well yeah he's thinking alice (laughs) (laughs) clearly Anyway, you, are you familiar? You're, you're. Have you seen any of the Twilight movies? I have at all? seen the first movie. Okay. 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 I, I saw the baseball game. <laughs> oh, good. That's the most important part <laughs> that, of the whole series. That is the Toby Maguire strutting down the street in his all black suit. Part of that that you need to have seen is okay. the <laughs> it's just the baseball game. It's just the baseball game. I'm glad I got that done. Then good. <laughs> um. But yeah. So that is. And then again, of course, you know, the whole skin like diamonds, they're also extremely, extremely hard to kill. Essentially, the only thing that can kill a vampire is another vampire mm-hmm. um, or, or, or or like a pack of werewolves. Yeah. Right. They're like oh, so natural there's no enemies. like allergies of to silver garlic no, or no. holy water. That and again, kind of that stuff. is a thing that, that like that's I don't know. I think Stephanie Meyer's vampires are like very cool because they are i mean they're essentially unkillable they're mm-hmm. indestructible just yeah. about but i mean yeah. that's and that's how Anne rice's vampires are too i mean technically the really old ones can go out in the sun but mm-hmm. they're gonna look like fucking statues and everybody's gonna be like wow you are not a person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this thing is clearly dead yeah <laughs> this is a this is a human shell <laughs> yeah and in stoker's dracula he can go out in the sunshine as well but he's just weaker Oh, in the sunlight, okay. so he's less powerful. And there's a scene like that in the uh, Fort Francis Ford Coppola. Uh-huh. He does. He's walking through the streets of London, but obviously he's got that hat on. He's got the Victorian sunglasses. It's, I love it. Yeah, it's great. That's a good look. That movie's aesthetics do not play around. No. Like They're yeah, very yeah, good. Yeah, he nails that. But yeah, so the, I mean, it, it just depends on what, who you're dealing with mm-hmm. as far as a writer goes. And, and the, sort of the evolution of vampires. Again, Dracula being the sort of urtext for that. So... If you read Dracula and uh, some of the early vampire uh, bits of fiction, they're generally pretty unattractive. Ruth Venn is a little bit more of that Lothario kind of character mm-hmm. and has some attraction to him. But uh, Dracula's descriptions are always pretty gross, mm-hmm. uh, especially when he changes form in any way. And when he's in his normal human form, um, there's, a, there's a grossness, but the grossness is sort of also accompanied by racism. So, oh, uh, fun. So he's very sort of... Um, klezmer he's he's vaguely you know jewish or romany or you know so he's got big bushy mustaches uh-huh. and you know the the big nose and those kind of descriptions <laughs> and so but he's not a, he's not a not a handsome man at all is there any mythical creature depiction that's not based at least vaguely in some sort of racism some sort trope. of racism or anti-semitism or because you know i mean you know that's a lot of the like old like green hag versions of of witches mm-hmm. is of course anti-semitic depiction right. it's yeah. not 
it's not super great. And they kind of collapse again, those sort of, you know, Jewish stereotypes with Romany stereotypes right. as well. Sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah. again, the, just Eastern Europe in general as being more backward and awful and stupid. And, right. you know, again, sort of uh, the, the arrogance of the West mm-hmm. um, against that. So, and Max Shrek's, you know, Nosferatu, yes. uh, you know, vampire sort of falls in line with more of what Stoker describes. Yeah, that, that was, that was a thing that I was absolutely going to ask you about because there is, there does seem to be this sort of evolution of the vampire as sort of like the monstrous right mm-hmm. and i think that witches go through this a lot too like there's there's like and i mean i guess you could go as far as to say werewolves if you're going with like the ginger snaps version or whatever well, but it's yeah. just like i mean you've got you've got your monstrous monsters and mm-hmm. then like as time as you progress through time it's like oh well now the monsters are hot sorry like <laughs> it depends yeah. on the uses and the anxieties of a society at a given sure. moment so there's like an evolution so in dracula you've got uh the vampire as uh eastern european sort of uh immigration as an issue mm-hmm. and so people are like these people keep coming to our place and they're not learning our language and they're taking our women sure and th- so that's the concern uh once freud comes around and uh you know a little bit with bella lugosi he's a bit more attractive he's weirdly attractive i guess i don't know um I, I'm i don't get it at all but I, you're not the first person that i've heard explain that either I, well, <laughs> people people say that but but like dan curtis's dracula uh which stars um jack Palance mm-hmm. as dracula but is written by um oh the i am legend guy golly brain richard matheson richard matheson thank you very Film. much um, written by that, that works in this sort of like long, um, longing romance where mm-hmm. uh, Mina Harker is somehow the reincarnation of his long lost love. That's sure. where that first appears. And so that Freudian sexuality finds its way into vampire lore. Then come the 80s, it's kind of like infection stuff. It's like the mm-hmm. HIV scare. Mm-hmm. And so it's still sexual, but it's like this STD that's being passed around mm-hmm. sure. in the AIDS crisis. And then uh, look at Guillermo del Toro's um, The Strain series, and it's uh, terror. Right. Yeah. It's like this conspiracy of terror. And so vampires themselves are useful as ciphers for whatever we're anxious about right here, right now. Mm-hmm. I, I, but it doesn't seem like Stephanie Meyer is using again. I'm not a, at all well versed <laughs> in the lore. So but it doesn't seem like she's using it as a cipher for a cultural anxiety. Oh, no, no. She wants to have sex with all of them. Uh, so I think that. Aaron and I have sort of jointly come to the conclusion, I think a lot of people on the internet will agree with us, that a lot of Twilight is just uh, specifically addressing the anxieties of a horny Mormon. Okay, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So sexual repression in general. It's like yeah, a puritanical so, kind of thing. So there's this whole thing of where, um, you know, as longing and, uh, uh, for lack of a better word, horny for each other, as Edward and Bella are, uh, uh, yeah. they, they they absolutely cannot have sex because he will destroy her, right? Because he's... Uh, so awkward. I know, I know, it's I know. So awkward. It's like, it's <laughs> like that thing. It's like that it's thing of where... Choice of words. That's like, it's like that Oh, sure, that's what all the guys say. (laughs) 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 Buddy, you wish. (laughs) You know that thing of where, like, gorillas can't, like, mate without, like, a zookeeper present when they're in captivity because, like, because the part of your brain that's, like, associated with sex is so close to the part that's, like, associated with violence and... Am I? The, everyone's just staring at me. I know. <laughs> I know this is an auditory we, we, medium. We, we, we just can't wait to see what you're going to say next. <laughs> but so, like, the whole thought is, is that if they, you know, consummate their relationship, that he will like 
tear her to pieces. Like, okay, so it's, because it, she's a fragile human. Her and actual he is destruction. This so he's not afraid of like giving giving her the vampire. You know, no, STD. no, 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 okay. no, no, no. That's it's nothing like that. He's afraid he'll literally kill her. Yeah. Mm. Because then, like your your intelligent part of your brain is like flipped off, and all of a sudden you're just all hormones all the time. Well, I get, and I guess that it, it explains the sort of BDSM sort of. Um, play sure. that comes off of that with the Fifty Shades stuff, which is fanfic, right? Uh-huh. So, yes. Okay, I'm with you. Absolutely. Which, I mean, I mean there's there's some hints of that in uh, in Breaking Dawn Part 2 also. I mean, they break the bed. Like, yeah. There's not, there's oh, not. so they finally do. Yeah, yeah. They vote. do, well. and she's and married, she's still though. a human. Not yeah. until they get married. Oh. Uh-huh. So that's like the interesting, <laughs> yeah. That's, now that's it's the safe. interesting little mm-hmm. thing. Well, but well. it's, I mean, but clearly it's not, right? Huh. But... That is, and guess what, what happens choice. the first time that they have sex? Say what? Guess what happens the first time that they have sex? I I mean there she are things gets like pregnant. Oh gosh, of course she yeah. does immediately. Immediately, like and like, on their two week long honeymoon, <laughs> what ensues is nothing short of a body horror. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So she like have a half vampire baby? Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. I kind of want to read this because stuff now. it's this it's this <laughs> unprecedented thing. I would recommend the movies. Yeah, honestly, just watch the, the books movies. are very You're long. Really not yeah. gonna miss anything. No, I've read them and I don't think you really. It's nah. not necessary. But uh, but yeah. So I mean, literally, it's it's the one time that they break that taboo, even within the confines of marriage. It's still, I mean, yeah. It's, then it's a cursed child at that yeah, point. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Is that does that sort of reflect the sort of you know racist history of Mormonism and like this you know idea that you know black oh of people, like intermingling? Yeah, it's like there's an intermingling that happens, and that's why we have the sort of you know son of Cain, Grendel baby that they're that they're giving birth to. I think that there could actually, I think sorry. there could absolutely be something there. I mean. I timed the word Grendel baby badly, sorry. <laughs> Aaron was actively taking a drink and <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys fill in the blanks. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I definitely think that there is, there is some, there's a reading of that there that's valid hmm, for sure. Interesting. Um, because, I mean, it ultimately winds up also then this happens in Buffy too. This is always a thing that's really struck me is that the first time she and Angel. So that was on purpose. So the, when I've heard, when I've heard Joss Whedon talk about it, especially in the first two seasons, you're in the monster of the week. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's all about how um, they all represent how being a teenager and being in high school, it's hard, right? Like sure. your teacher's a monster or whatever, you know, your yeah. mom's new boyfriend sucks real bad. He's a robot. Mm-hmm. But, um, and they're trying to kill you. That's what high school right. is like for me. So, mostly. so right. when he talks about that, it's like you have sex with your first boyfriend and then he ignores you or he like, he changes and he doesn't Into like you being anymore. Literally a different person. Yeah. Yeah interesting yep. okay i never really thought of it like that i know that that episode has caught you know a decent amount of flack for essentially punishing its its female lead for having sex right like sure if i don't that's know the, if that's the way you want to look at it yeah but it, i guess it depends on the motivation though i mean for it and it, that yeah. motivation i mean that that checks out that yeah. makes sense right now it is uh now my buffy lore is also a little on the weak side i do know she ends up sleeping with spike at some point yes yeah yes. question mark Spike doesn't have a curse on him. So Angel... Oh. And she's Angel, also much older at that point and has died. Y- yes. And come back. Twice? Twice. Twice. 
yeah, Angel Angel has a curse on him. He it's kind of a racist curse, I guess. It's it's an old fortune teller's curse. Oh. He kills the like daughter of this Romani tribe and they curse him by giving him his soul back. Because in Anri or in Buffy, when they become vampires, they don't have souls anymore. So they give him his soul back with the um the contingency that if he experiences a moment of true happiness, he'll lose his soul again. And so they have sex, he loses his soul, and now he's uh, Angelus and a monster. Which is an interesting and, way of characterizing an orgasm is true happiness, right? right. Well, also <laughs> being also. the little death, right? Uh, right. So there's, there's a... Yeah. Well, there are layers in that. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, yeah, and I'm sorry. I have watched all of Buffy and all of Angel, and Angel he gets better in the later seasons, but Angelus is just always cooler. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because he's, he's bad and he doesn't he's care. He's so good at being Angelus, and it's so hot. He's so good at being bad. Angelus? And Spike is jealous of him. Aaron's got a type. I think we. Do you just know identified. how you? Do you know how you? Can, I don't anymore. I have, I have left this I, behind. I, I, I was she's not. reformed. <laughs> <laughs> you do you, sister. <laughs> um, do you know how you can tell uh, if, like, by looks, if Angel is jealous or not? How? Leather pants and cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> they address it. <laughs> Don't trust any man wearing leather pants. <laughs> they address it in an episode. It's great. Oh my god! I think That's in fantastic. An of Angel. Yeah, in an episode of Angel. This, so is, anyway. <laughs> this is a, this is a tangent I have to go on really quickly because I saw this movie, so now you guys have to hear about it, and we can absolutely cut this out later if Aaron feels like it. No, no, no. Um, I watched a sequel to The Crow called The Crow colon Wicked Prayer that oh stars God. Edward Furlong. And David Boreanaz. <laughs> and David Boreanaz. And Tara Reid. David Boreanaz and Tara Reid are trying to summon Satan, which then, uh, then Satan uh, actually uh, uh, possesses David Boreanaz's character it never goes the way you expect reads calstus <laughs> satan oh. has zero things to do with the crow correct correct edward furlong has zero to do with the does. crow edward furlong has zero to do with a lot of things uh it's not even supposed to be the same character like he's not even supposed to be brandon lee's character no i know. this is unimportant uh it just the the way that Angel dresses when he's angelic. There's not like a whole time. I mean, the leather pants is like an obvious crossover. It's just that the way that David Boreanaz's character is dressed the entire time he is in the Crow Wicked Prayer is insane. It's <laughs> like he's where he's dressed like Christina Aguilera in her dirty phase. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's the time, like the time period that it's very reflective of the time period. That a, lot that movie came out. Like, a lot of male midriff. A lot of male midriff in like that late, movie. Late nineties. Yeah. Great hot topic <laughs> early odds <Yeah>. anyway <laughs> that's good. just if you what i'm saying is is if you like david boreanaz in leather pants do i have a movie recommendation for you here's the thing he's not a great actor he's great at being angel and just he's ask. good in bones he's good when you give him you be this specific thing for all of these episodes but in one-off stuff Mm, no, he's not great. He's not a great actor. Just or... ask his Irish accent. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I missed that one. He's a bad Irish actor. For some reason, they decided that originally Angelus's character... Liam. 
uh, Liam. His name was Liam. Oh, uh, that's right. They call him Angelus because he has the face of an angel. Yeah. That's right. Um, and uh, yeah, no, Liam is originally, he's originally Irish, but they did not, before they wrote that backstory, they did not ask David Boreanaz if he can do if an he could Irish do that. accent. And that's probably going back to Stoker again being Irish himself. So Sure. That yeah, checks out. <laughs> Way to... <laughs> Wow, seamless. Yeah. And we're and we're back in the discussion of <laughs> So okay, I have a question. Of lore. How does one catch vampire in Twilight? It... Oh, so that's also that's also interesting because it's it's a it's a toxin actually mm-hmm. that is secreted by the vampire fangs. So there doesn't have to be any kind of like exchange of of blood, an exchange of fluids. It's just when they bite you, even if they don't get any blood at all then you're that's it you're doomed so it's a venom kind of thing yeah Yeah. and it's and it is a little bit of a like uh a being buried and then coming back again zombie resurrection thing of where you die first you do die but then you and you go through an excruciating amount of pain and then you wake up and your heart never beats again and you can't be killed Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it seems too easy. Yeah. <laughs> it seems too easy for her to have gone four books without becoming one. Yeah. It is. Yeah. That is interesting uh-huh. as well. Uh, with the other vampire lore that I'm familiar with, uh, there's a lot more intentionality that a vampire can feed without making minions. Sure. Right. And yeah. so, I mean, the Anne Rice is 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 a good example there, where uh, you have to open up the vein and then mm-hmm. they drink your blood as well. Uh, which is also something that Stoker picks up. That's what I was going to say, is I think that that's also in, in Dracula. But the Stoker description is very... Okay, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be gross. Um, because Stoker's gross. Gross it up. I'm not gross, Stoker's gross. That's what I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> Some Victorian repression. It, well, it, it, it very much is described <laughs> like an act of oral sex with swallowing. Is, okay. Is the way it, it, so, yeah, that's as gross oh, as I wanted to get. Yeah, and Buffy's so, explanation is... They have to suck your blood. You have to suck their blood. It's a whole sucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, for Stoker, the same. Well, incidentally, there actually is at least one character in Twilight that is the victim of a- accidental vampirism, essentially. Mm-hmm. And it's Alice. Oh, yeah. Who is bit. Who She gets taken to a I want to say she gets taken to a psych ward and is then bitten by someone else that's in the psych ward does that sound right i can't remember that's in the book i don't think they really talk about so it's like an intention to feed and or just like a fang well literally like bites her and then disappears forever like does not even doesn't even kill her like just so okay so you don't have to die from the toxins so the, the bite is not automatically always fatal uh, it is okay, um, but they don't have to drain you. Like ah. you don't have to be exsanguinated to okay. die. Fair, okay. Again, kind of like, um, kind of like a World War Z zombie. Mm-hmm. Like you just get bitten once and then that's it. You just have it. Now, do they die if they don't drink blood? If the vampires um, like don't get to feed, or can they maintain? They without? don't really. I don't think they really address it. I think no. that they still can't die. Yeah, I think I that they I just kind of like a weaker. low, like a low blood sugar thing. Like, <laughs> wait, I mean, like, yeah, I'm like, cranky and I gotta take a nap. And Anne Rice is like that too. It's just kind of you like, can be walled up for mm-hmm. centuries without blood and go mad. Sure, yeah, sure. In those cases, but mm-hmm. um, in uh, the again the Dracula sort of version of the lore, you maintain your life through the drinking of blood, right. which is, mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. that sort of Catholic reflection of communion. So mm-hmm. you, sure. you participate in the particular act and that, you know, continues your eternal, you know, of course, undead life. Mm-hmm. 
so gross fun interesting <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah no i mean it's it's really uh it's interesting you the, there's just really not that many ways to kill a vampire in yeah. in twilight they are the perfect predator i mean they're they're, they're superman they're like they're kind of op right yeah, yeah. honestly yeah yeah mm-hmm. like it's i don't know they're very delicate in buffy like oh yeah them, sunlight they and it's apparently not <laughs> it doesn't seem that hard to drive holy water i think it doesn't Buffy. seem too hard to drive a stake through the They're heart squishy. of a vampire yeah. like they don't seem to have like a sternum like and then they she's burst. just like bat they burst into <laughs> dust yeah it's very yeah it's very cool yeah, i'm a fan of that oh they were super proud of that effect yeah sure. in uh in Anne rice it's basically dismemberment mm-hmm. is gotcha the only way to kill dismemberment mm-hmm. burning right like lestat fucking flies into the sun and yeah survives somehow well i was gonna say well Anne rice also has a lot to do with you know how old you are and how yep. powerful you are uh-huh. yeah i i do remember that I, I haven't i haven't read any Anne rice but my mom has read like all of it and read so while we watched while we watched interview with the vampire and queen of the dam she was like explaining oh all of this stuff to me so yeah, her vampires are very dungeons and dragons and they uh-huh. keep leveling up over time yeah sure yeah, mm-hmm. for sure it's definitely age which like why louis is so apparently uh powerful is because he well and because he drank from lestat right and he drank like a lot from lestat yeah yeah right yeah so lineage matters but also yeah time spent gotcha so fascinating lestat isn't even like lestat's a fuck boy like he's a piece of shit (laughs) right he really is awful (laughs) he's terrible he's terrible through all of them and his is like the redemption story and Mm -hmm. i'm just like i just want to read more about marius He's badass. He's been around since the Romans. Like, That's Antonio Banderas, right? No, that was Armand. And oh, also, dang it. Antonio Banderas was too old to play that character. I agree. Armand Is was 17 younger. when he was turned into what? a vampire. Yeah. yeah, that's. I'm pretty sure what we do in the shadows, that's what they're making fun of. When he's like, I was 17, so that's why I always look 17. <laughs> that show is great <laughs> I, ha- is, I still haven't finished it it is so riddled with like f- deep cut it's for vampire nerds yeah yes. like you're at the vampire i died <laughs> i died when they said that because i was just like there's no way that that's not a twilight reference <laughs> there's a garrett the vampire garrett. in nice Garrett. 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 Garrett like, like the guy by... that I went to fourth grade with. Oh, Garrett. Right, yeah. What is that guy's name? Uh, Lee Pace. Lee Pace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Plays Garrett. And I, w- I only remembered that because I laughed while watching that movie and said, Garrett the vampire. <laughs> and then they refer to a character in What We Do in the Shadows by name as, quote, Garrett the vampire. So I hadn't seen the Hobbit movies until recently, and we watched them, and I was like, ah, it's Garrett the vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, the number one thing that Lee Pace is known for. Pushing daisies. I know. I know. I'm making fun of you. I know. Okay. <laughs> so we're clear. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we haven't covered in uh, in Twilight lore. As well, I'm, I'm to... curious uh, thematically because there's a real queerness to um, all vampire stuff oh, leading sure. up. Um, and there's over and over and over again mm-hmm. you know what definitely there's sort of a, a omnivorous sexuality to dracula yes um because he's you know drinking from renfield and turning him and drinking uh-huh. from you know mina and then you know the lost boys uh movie is, is yes is from um, joel schumacher it's got a lot of this going on with it mm-hmm. as well uh 
do we see some of that going on? I mean, obviously, Sparkle Boy, I mean, there's an easy story, a stereotypical joke one could make. Right. But I, I don't think that really holds water, but does other things. The short answer to your question is no. All of the vampires are aggressively straight. Oh, it's sad. I know. Not in my head. <laughs> you know what? Headcanon's important, and I'm for that. I don't believe that anyone who is going to live for hundreds and no, possibly thousands no of years is going to stay heterosexual. No. You're also How not boring. going to be monogamous. There's no way. Like, there's too many people. But yeah, no, they partner up and then they mate for life in Stephanie Meyer's universe. It's like serial monogamy, though, right? Because right. they do die and then you move on to the next one, right? Um, the, in what? Twilight. Oh, not really. No, I mean, they're I all mean, vampires, the ones that they're... Oh, you, yo, so it's only vampire, vampire, yeah, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. sort of expected. Vampire on vampire. Well, and again, that sort of goes back to the whole... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Vamp on vamp. She's just revealing Sorry. her search history. <laughs> it's worse than that. <laughs> That's somewhat of the reason that, you know, the body horror that Bella experiences is, right, mm -hmm. is because there has never been vampire human relations because again they mainly uh i assume if anyone's ever tried it they, it, it resulted in death ah. of the human party and so because edward cares about her and he doesn't you know kill her when they bone <laughs> <laughs> that is the only reason that we get to find out that oh for some reason like male vampire seed lives on question mark Gross. i know i'm sorry i didn't like saying, don't ever say that i again. didn't like saying it either <laughs> but i can't think of a better way to phrase it but so because she is human and has a living womb mm -hmm. i'm i'm sorry aaron is like visibly cringing so the like she's like forever pregnant now like all, just gonna pop one out and gonna be re uh, inseminated because Oh well, Jesus the seed Christ! Never no. Dies. Okay, well, that's what that's what I thought you were describing. Like the seed never dies. No, because because I was like ah no because it is like a vampire, like a half vampire baby growing in a human womb. It like it grows at like what five hundred percent times the speed and of, it's killing her. Like, yeah. Mm. It's it's like because because it's half vampire, so it, it drinks blood. So she's like extremely anemic the entire time that she's pregnant, and it uh, grows super quickly that it like breaks her pelvis, and like she's just clearly having her like life force sapped the yeah, entire time. It's and up. yeah, so he's got a vampire out to save her, huh? That's the that's the only reason she gets turned. Okay, mm -hmm. that, that, that she almost dies. It's because she I see that she point does pretty die. much does die. Yeah, they yeah. can't find a pulse on her at all. Yowzers. Okay, mm -hmm. well you got to do what you got to do. I guess sometimes. Yeah, this is some bi biology stuff also that I again also like. I I know. A and Anne Rice addresses this that if you don't have blood running in your veins, some things don't work. Sure. Correct. <laughs> so sure. How? I don't I don't want to know. Please don't answer that. But well, I mean, <laughs> ordinarily, there is no possibility of actual like, you know, what we understand as sex between vampires right, right. In, in ordinary vampire lore because of the bloodlessness. And that, and the sexual act is in the fact of the, the bite. Yeah, yeah. The, yes. the, the, the bite itself is orgasmic. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. And but in this case, it's like um, subbed in. Right. Yeah. Um, Edward can 
yep. do his business. All uh-huh. right. Yep. 10-4. Good buddy. All right. Got it. I watch dogs, and I'm going to need you to not refer to that as doing your business. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different thing. his task. Let's say. Fulfill his duties as husband. <laughs> I just don't understand how, like, your heart isn't beating, but your no. semen is still alive. Like, I am still good. Still viable. It's a stretch. I know. We're again. We're talking about magic. (laughs) Now that scientists have invented magic, (laughs) we can do anything. I know. I know. I know. But it is. I mean, it does. I have questions. They will never be answered. It's fine. Is Stephanie Meyer on Twitter? Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, do we at her or? Of course you do. Yeah, I mean, she needs to. Do is she as active really? as is she as active as J.K. Rowling or Stephen King? <laughs> oh my god. Um, but yeah, so that's that's essentially the tale of how Bella is eventually. If you're listening to a podcast about Twilight, I assume I don't have to say spoiler alert because you either already know or don't care. Yeah. Yes. Or not spoiler averse. <laughs> I mean, yes. I, I care enough that I'm actually going to watch this stuff now. Sure. <laughs> But I'm not, you're welcome for selling it to but you. But I'm not yeah. averse to spoilers. Yeah, thank you. Actually, yeah. I mean, you've, you've, you've sold me. Yeah, no, I mean, there's some very interesting, uh, th- there's, there's some interesting, like, religious stuff at play. Because it is also hinted at that Edward is vaguely religious and believes in the existence of the soul. And that's why he does it. That's why he's so averse to turning her mm-hmm. is because he thinks that by turning her, he is damning her. Mm-hmm. There's right. some of that with Angel and Buffy, too. Mm-hmm. So there are there are like crosses in the house and stuff like that. And he's explaining to her that like, Oh, we're not supposed like, supposedly we're not supposed to like looking at them because it's a reminder of, you know, the paradise that we've lost. Mm. But I mean, we kind of like crosses and (laughs) (laughs) there's also a really interesting, like nature versus nurture thing going on in twilight because Mm -hmm. the Cullens are vegetarians right they feed on Mm -hmm. animals and they're very uh they like humans and all the other vampires that you meet in twilight are monsters right Mm -hmm. they're like sociopaths and they love killing humans so it's like this very to me interesting like well carlisle brings them into this family and like raises them quote unquote uh to be like good vampires sure yeah, and I think that there's absolutely some, you know, vaguely Christian stuff at play there, too. Because, mm-hmm. God, what does that say? What does that say? Like, because in the Twilight universe, you know, it's not like in Buffy where the reason that you are suddenly, like, a monster devoid of morals is because literally your soul has passed on and a demon moves into your corpse and uh-huh. takes up shop, uh-huh. right? So... The fact that the Cullens are the only vampires that we meet that don't eat humans. Like, I don't know. I just think, I feel like that's trying to say something about, like... I think at the end, don't some of the people who come to, like, fight the big fight, aren't some of them... Genuinely, I can't remember. remember. I'm pretty sure some, at least some of them are. Okay. I mean... Okay. I just know that they're... It's very much a thing that, like, it's like human vegans of where people are like, oh, you're vegan? Great. Why don't you tell us all about it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, it's one of those things that, like, other vampires, like, look down on, right? Uh They're like, oh, it's that family. 
<laughs> the judgy ones. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, their eyes aren't red. Oh, you're so much better than us. When you drink human blood, you're, that's for some reason your eyes turn red, but all of the Cullens have gold eyes. It's fine. It just is a, it's a visible representation because of. Hemoglobin just changes from species to species, apparently. But sure. Right, whatever. Okay. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll, I'll hang with it. Science and magic. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what about the werewolves? How do we feel about the werewolf depiction in Twilight? They're not werewolves. Oh I, well, okay. I, 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 Sorry, I, I avoided okay. asking because I didn't want this to turn into you teaching me about Twilight, you know. But this, I'm fine. Oh with no, that that's that, half if, of why we're here. Okay, it's well, okay. We're glad that you haven't. I'm, that you're a, I'm not aware that there are it. not. I, they're not werewolves. So they're tell they're animagi. Like they oh. they are a serious black tribe who. Yeah, but they didn't choose it. No, it is genetic. They're like a tribe who, at puberty, some of them. Are able to turn into wolves. Mostly, Maybe. mostly male. Yeah, mm-hmm. but there They're, is at they least don't, like they can't help it. Like it just it happens. They don't get to choose. Mm-hmm. There is at least one female werewolf, and it's like a point of pride. Like yeah. the ones who don't are like not excited about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, interesting. And of course, that there's a long blood feud between them yes. and vampires. Uh-huh. What's the yes. history there? <sighs> There, oh god, it's a whole like legend. Is that it's a like huge a, it's question? Like, yeah, it where is. the cold ones come and the cold ones. Yeah. yeah. Um. What? I guess it's just a thing of they're mad because like vampires come and like rip werewolves to shreds, right? Yeah. Is that pretty yeah, much it? Because <laughs> they like killing stuff. Yeah, because they like killing stuff, and so they're like, "This is our holy land." And yeah, I mean, can't. it's a Native American tribe. Okay, yes. so the the colonialist sort yeah. of westward yeah. expansion yeah, manifest yeah, yeah. destiny vampires versus the yes. indigenous the okay pale ones. Yes. The, cold the pale ones. ones. The pa- yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, the pale sure, ones. Sure. No, it's the cold ones. It is the cold ones. <laughs> but, uh, the pale ones is very. I mean, that's yes. <laughs> that's a little less subtle. <laughs> yeah, it's quite quite on the nose. No, it's the cold ones. Yeah, <laughs> like Bud Light. <laughs> Well, now it just sounds refreshing. <laughs> I mean, Bella. Bella wants clearly so. wants a cold one. Um, Yazers. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just this sort of, uh, they, they just, they hate each other to the point where like they can smell each other and it, it evokes like such a visceral, like disgust reaction from both, from both sides of the, both sides of the, so, Rift. to what extent is it like a direct lift from the plot from Underworld? Oh, uh, pretty close. Okay. If I remember Underworld correctly. I mean, because the, those those werewolves are pretty much slave class to the aristocratic vampire types, if I remember right, from yeah. Underworld, right? Oh, this isn't. Th- this is more of like a. Um, they're they're upset with the vampires for killing mm-hmm. less so yeah. i mean they don't they don't they've got history you you've done an offense to us and we mm-hmm. will never forget. well and they have a truce with the cullens mm-hmm. because they know the cullens don't because they're vegetarians yeah. yeah but the cullens aren't allowed they're to forbidden hunt on their land mm-hmm. at all well you know i mean or vegans, from being on their land at all vegans yeah. have a tendency yeah. to appropriate native american stuff so sure, I mean, checks oh, out. sure. <laughs> <laughs> entirely checks out Nailed it I'm in picking, one. Picking fights. Well, that's fine. In our uh, episode about raw, we had a whole conversation about how vegans would taste the best if you were a cannibal. Mm, vegan. I Sorry, mean, that's what? true. <laughs> that's absolutely true. I wonder if they taste the best of vampires. 
I don't know. I wonder can if you by even... consuming as many toxins as possible, if you would be more, less likely. Can you eat a vampire? I feel like it would be like the toughest steak in the world. Oh yeah, I don't like it would be extremely unpleasant. Well, no if it's an rice vampire, you chip your teeth, right? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Like stone, essentially. Yeah, I mean, Twilight vampires are kind of like that too. Oh right, like chewing on diamonds. Yeah, yeah no fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a Buffy vampire would be very, very tender. I think. Sure. Probably. Especially you just can't angel. eat it in the sunlight. Yeah, yeah, no, because <laughs> well, you can't. But very fast. Very, very fast. <laughs> Turns to ash in your mouth. Oh, not fun. <laughs> <laughs> gross they just angel he's the tenderest <laughs> you're adorable i think spike would be really stringy he's he would be like... he would be he's got those cheekbones man definitely would need a toothpick afterward uh, yeah. Yeah. uh but yeah i can't think of anything else that we haven't addressed uh thank you so much thank you Dustin. for inviting me this is this is a lot of fun <laughs> we're so happy you, <laughs> you came on to educate us because we were planning on doing some semblance of research for today and then we just sort of um, I just went off what i already know didn't I was like yeah so everything you've heard today was the result of no preparation from any party involved Correct. <laughs> shooting from the hip like always ladies and gentlemen that's the twilight promise <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and say where folks can find us. Yeah. Aaron, you want to start? Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter as at, well, I guess you can find me at short and creepy, but my tweets are blocked. So I guess request to follow me. <laughs> uh, and But you can follow um, Bad Girls Podcast uh, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And you can find us on iTunes and all those other places that I don't want to list. All right. And Dustin, what about you? Um, I can be found in a library writing all the time. Oh, I mean, <laughs> on the internet, I can be found um, at Dustin underscore cells. You can also find uh, my show, The Good Trash Genre Cast, at good, tr uh, good night, at good underscore trash. And then finally, the website is uh, goodtrashmedia.com. Fantastic. And uh, once again, I am Kirsten Thurkelson. You can find me on Twitter at Cranston. That's K-R-A-N-S-T-I-N. Uh, you can also find uh, very old reviews that I did a long time ago. Uh, oh, I recently rewatched The Exorcist in theaters, and if you find that review, um, I'm I'm wrong about The Exorcist. That <laughs> <laughs> it, guys, it's good. It is good. <laughs> I was in a dark place. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, but you can also find all of that stuff uh, at uh, goodtrashmedia.com, uh, writing under the Frightful Femme. And uh, you can catch our next episode on the second movie, which is either New Moon or Sense. I think it's New Moon. I think it's New Moon. It's New Moon. <laughs> you can find our next episode about the second movie, which is New, New Moon. Moon. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and that will be due sometime next month. Uh, don't try to hold us to a schedule or we will uh, run away screaming. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Once again, that's been Twilight. Thanks for having <laughs> me, guys. <laughs> Have a good one. <laughs>